Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you what, that song, man, it's just one of those, it's one of those, uh, uh, that song, I've told some of you this before, I believe. It, it, it brought me um, just out of, oh, when I was going through that corona battle, when it first came out and it, I just got hit really hard and, and, uh, and I got a little oxygen thing in my room, man, and I'm downstairs just kind of just, I'm checking my oxygen and it's going down and I feel my chest kind of feels like it's caving in and my head feels like it's about to explode and I'm not trying to burden my wife with any of this stuff. I'm just staying in this room, man, and I started tripping out, right? And, uh, and I'm just sitting there just kind of like not, it just got really dark in there. It got really, really dark. And I remember... Uh, is just being challenged with a thought, man. Well, what do you want to do? You want to worry or do you want to worship? Right? And I, and I looked up, man, and I said, you know what, God? I'll live or die, I want to worship. I want to worship you. And I, and I, and I, was, it was, I wasn't watching TV or movies or nothing, you know, taking advantage of being off and all that, you know, because it was just so dark, man, and... And I just said, you know, I, I'm going to put on some, some music, man, and some worship music. And I didn't even pick. I just let the thing pick, man. I just put on the music, and that song came on. And it just dropped me to my knees. It just dropped me. Because like God was saying, well, then fix your attention on me. Fix your affection on me. Eyes on you. All right. Basically, I told God, you have it all. And I realized that recently I had gotten very, very comfortable in my walk alongside Jesus. I wasn't challenging myself. Instead of taking more ground, even in this situation, I was taking more and more for granted. You know, a brother came along, man, and he challenged me one time, man. I had to remember this. Because I remember we were talking about coming before the presence of the Lord, Right? And he challenged me and he said, man, if, if you have to come before the presence of the Lord, where were you before that? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Where were you before that? Right? If I, need, if I needed to look to God, all right, what was I looking to? Who was I looking to before that? And again, I just needed to, I needed to refocus my attention. Refocus my attention on him. Imagine if everywhere you looked, you saw Jesus. I believe you can. I do. It all depends on what you're looking for. Right? What have you got to the point where you didn't leave his presence? Right? You didn't look to anyone else but him first. You saw the whole world through the lens of Christ. Your eyes are continually on Jesus. And just what I mean really quickly by eyes on Jesus, because you're like, well, where is he at? <clears throat> what I mean by that is that my life focus, your life focus, and expression of that focus is on Jesus, on what he did and what he said throughout the whole scripture, because the whole Bible is about Jesus. It is. Your whole focus, your whole expression of life 
is on him and what he's done, what he's said, and how he's leading you. I was, yesterday, Debbie and I were in the, in the, in the, in the garage and we we're doing our little exercise and stuff like that and we we're kind of finishing it up and I wanted to hang out because I wanted to get a little extra bigger or something. I don't know, it's stupid, right? And we opened up the garage because it was kind of warm yesterday, right? It was like in the 50s, right? We were doing pretty good, right? It was pretty awesome, all right? So we opened up the garage and I saw my neighbor over there just kind of struggling with this water line into her, into her house. And I was like, and I saw her, man, and I thought, okay, well, you know, let's cut the work out, you know, and head over there and see what's up. And uh, I went over there and I found out, you know, she's had this little leak and I thought, well, I have some washers and I have some tools, you know, let me go grab some stuff. And I went and got it. She's like, no, 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 you know, like, you're like, no, don't, don't, don't bother yourself. Don't bother yourself, right? I came back with washers and some other stuff, right? And, 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 uh, and she was like, you know what? Why don't you, you know, don't worry about it. Just go do what you do, she told me. She told me, just go do what you do. And I said, this is what we do. Right? This is what we do, man. We see Jesus caring about people, and we join him in that care. Amen? Amen. That's what we do. I'm going to read uh, today's installment from Luke and it's kind of capping off where we've been these past few weeks because he's been in this one scene, this one conversation, and, this, and different things were taking place, right? And this is kind of like the end of that, that little scene until next week we're moving on to another scene, all right? And, um, and so, but, but this is actually right in the middle of this. is one of my favorite things that Jesus challenges me with. Right? It just always has. It's just kind of a unique way that he has of saying this. All right? Only four verses today. We're in Luke chapter 11, verse 33, all right? and through 36. So you want to open your Bible uh, or your app or whatever. We'll have the words up here. All right? but, uh, but let me pray for us. Right? And so, Father, we praise you. Lord God, you are all that. Lord God, you are so amazing, Lord God. And and again, you're just reminded of how holy you are and how, how pure you are, Lord God, and how big you are and how strong you are and how powerful you are, how almighty you are, Lord God. And Father, when we, we look at all these things and we see that our, our Savior, Jesus Christ, is, is the exact imprint of you, Lord God, your word says. And he is exactly who you are. And he stepped down out of all of that, Lord God. And, and we recognize that we, that we were just so fallen without you, Lord God. We were just so distant, uh, you know, without you, Lord God. That he came and bridged the gap by his blood. That our king, our savior, Jesus Christ, all right, came and died for every one of our sins. Like, Lord, the, the sins that, that we're even still gonna do. It's kind of wild to think about. But we're so thankful for that, Lord God. We are thankful here today for that, Lord God. And we're thankful that the tomb is empty, Lord, and our king is risen. And we declare that today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In Luke chapter 11, verse 33, he's continuing, like, you know, he just cast out this demon out of this dude, right? And he talked about, you know, uh, you know the, 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 you, when you leave the house empty, it's, you know, it's going to get filled with something, so fill it with the Lord. Uh, and then we, he talked about the importance of being in his word, right? And, and then he goes on to right here, he says, no one, check this out, no one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket or on, on a stand so that those who enter... Um, may see the, the light, 
Right? He says that several different times in, throughout the scriptures, but I like the progression that he shares with us this time. He says, the eye is the lamp of the body. This is insane. This is the challenge I was talking to you about. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it's bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part, no part dark, it will be wholly bright as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. It's like the term light it up takes a whole new meaning, right? <laughs> Pretty cool. Kind of like that. Right on. It's about time we redeem some of these phrases. All right? <laughs> Here's what I know, man, that no, no matter who you are, no matter where you are in life, no matter what you, you're thinking, you're promoting something. You're promoting something or you're promoting someone. You're spotlighting something. You're drawing attention, all right, to something, right? Something's coming, all right, from you. Right? The question is, what is it and why is it? Because you're calling people's eyes to, 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 to attention, what is it you're drawing their attention to? And why is it? Why is it? A lot of us, man, we just see the, the, the people want eyes on them. Eyes on me, man, you know? Uh, you know, like over here, look, are you looking? Look at me. Look at my stuff. Look at my accomplishments. Look at my things. Look at my relationships. Look at, you know, eyes on me. It's crazy. You know, the, the, what we go around promoting you know, in our life. And sometimes we're not even aware of it. I see people around town promoting big gulps like crazy. Have you seen that? Some people say, okay, maybe it's you, man. You always got the big gulp, man. You get the refill, you got the big gulp, you get the refill. I mean, I mean, right on. If that's your life, man, tear it up. All right? Recognize that we are promoting something no matter what. We're always promoting something. People are looking to see what everyone else is looking at. Have you ever been in a large crowd and just started staring at the sky? you know people are going to turn around and see what you're looking at. Right? Has you ever, have you ever had, okay, you ever had somebody get crazy with you and then you're looking at them and then they tell you what you're looking at? And you're like, dude, I thought it was pretty obvious. <laughs> looking at your face. You know what I mean? You know, I remember one time, we were, it was one Christmas ago, I might have told you this before, we were, we were down in, uh, in the valley doing the Christmas shopping. We went into this one store and this girl had candy canes for eyebrows. It was insane. I was looking. I was like tripping out while we we're checking out. I'm just staring at, you know, these candy canes on her eyebrows. And they weren't falling off. They weren't moving. And she did look at me. She goes, what are you looking at? I go, well, um, your eyebrows are candy canes. <laughs> so I was kind of thinking that's what you were going for. Looks, right? I mean, you're drawing attention. This is not an everyday thing, an occurrence, right? Here's what I, everyone is calling attention somewhere. What about you? What about Jesus? I mean, isn't that why we're here? Right? To give him our attention so we can be better at drawing other people's attention to him. Here's what I know, man. I want to I challenge you to this thought right here. A life that is lit up by Christ will challenge other lives to Christ. A life that is lit up by Christ 
You know, you heard the scripture that he shared with us. We'll challenge other lives to Christ. Keep your eyes, keeping your eyes on Christ, all right, will get others wondering what you're looking at and why you're looking at it. Are you ready to answer that? For the past three weeks, we've been talking about, you know, the enemy will gladly fill any space that you leave between you and Jesus, right? When we kind of just kind of put them off to the side for a little bit, that space is not emptied. It's filled by the enemy of your soul, all right? We've been telling you that. So, so how do we fill that space, right? And Jesus tells us, you know, if you would ask for the Holy Spirit, the Father will definitely give you the Holy Spirit. And we talked about being filled with the Spirit of the living God. Pretty amazing. That's first and foremost. That's the first stop. And then when we're filled with the Word of God, with, with the Spirit of God, then we want to, to live a life that is not only in the Word of God, but actually a life that is, that is filled with the Word of God, that has the Word of God in them. And the progression of being filled with the Spirit in the Word and the Word in you, all right, will cause a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, to be an expression of the Word of, the word of God in the world. The Word will come from your life. That's what he said. Let's check it out, man. We'll go back into this. Luke 11, verse 33. He says this, No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it in the cellar or under a basket, but on a stand so that those may enter and see the light. Now, in the times of Christ, there was this, their light, they didn't have the lighting that we have today. They would make these little clay pots, right? And they would dimple the end right there, and this, they'd fill it with olive oil, and they'd have a little wick coming out that end, and that, and that would be their light. They didn't give off a lot of light. They were kind of modest, so they would put them in strategic places in the home, so when you came in, it was lit up as much as possible, Many uh, Jewish families would leave that lamp burning all night long, depending on how wealthy they were and able to get oil, just to kind of ward off thieves. In the scripture here, Jesus is reminding us and, and constantly showing us that, that Jesus is the light, as well as the one lighting the lamps, right? Right? Jesus is the light, and he's the one who lights the lamps. Look what Jesus says here in John chapter 8, verse 12. Again, Jesus, I got, okay, check this out. I got a lot of scripture today. It's going to be flying all over the place. At the end of the sermon, I'll kind of show a quick slide of all the scriptures we shared today. But, you know, you got to let the Bible interpret itself, right? So check this out. Again, Jesus spoke and said to them, saying, saying I am the light of the world, the whole world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, all right, but we'll have the light of life. If you're wondering, Jesus basically says, look, I am the light of the whole planet, all right? I am here to light the whole place up, all right? And whoever will follow, he tells us that we have a choice to be in the light or to be in the darkness, all right? We'll not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, one couple of things I know about light is, number one, light exposes, all right, what's hidden in the dark, all right, back in the day, man, we, when I lived in California, we go to this place called Castle Rock. All right, we lived in the Bay Area right there, and, the, and there's a mountain you'd have to go over to get to the beach. It was like a real big mountain, but on top of it was this, this big old rock they called Castle Rock. It was huge. And we go up there and hang out, right, and read books to each other, because that's what we did when we were teenagers. Anyways, all right. And so one night we went up there, man, and it was pitch black. 
There was no moon out. And my buddy Robert wanted to go and climb this, this rock. And I'm like, dude, I don't think this is a good idea, man. You can't see this rock is on the side of a pretty darn big mountain. All right? And when things are going to go right, he's like, don't even worry about it, man. This is going to be all right. And he starts climbing the rock. And I'm like, bro, I, it's way too dark. I can't see anything. I don't know if I want to do this. He goes, no, don't even worry about it. Ah, bam. And I was like, well, he's all right. So that's funny. All right. So uh, anyways, he just went, ah, bam, hit the ground. I'm like, dude. He's like, I'm down here. All right. I'm like, I told you, you can't see nothing. The thing about light is not only does it expose what's, what's hidden in the dark, light shows the way, right? Light shows the way. Light helps keep your focus. And what I'm tripping on a lot of times is, and I'm, I, mean, I trip on myself a lot of times, and this as well, you know what I mean? Is, you know, uh, the things I get, I always preach to myself as well as to you guys, right? And so this is really helpful for me. Thank you for allowing me to listen to this sermon with you. But check this out. So when I look at this, and I know that light exposes things that are hidden in the darkness, and, and light shows the way, right? my, my question is, why do we refuse to put Jesus on the lampstand of our life? Why do we refuse to put Jesus on the lampstand of our life. I mean, Christ, when you give your life to Christ, Christ is in you for the life of you, right? Christ in me for the life of me. That's how I roll, man. That's, a, that's how I want to roll anyways. And so if, if Christ is in you for the life of you, you have to remember that he's not only in you for the length of that life, but also for the exp expression of that life. See, when we talk about giving our lives to Christ, we say, I'm totally saved forever. But are you expressing that salvation daily? He's not only in it for the length of your life, but the expression of our life, because Christ needs to be the intention of our lives. That's what he means by putting this light on a lampstand. And so if your light, all right, is under a basket, all right, it gives room for all kinds of interpretations of your life. Because we're about checking what people are about, aren't we? We just are. That's how we make friends. Like, see what they're about. If they're about what we're about, we're going to chill. We're going to hang out. It's going to be cool. Right? And so we're always looking to see what other people are about. Right? And we value uh, our judgments of others. And we, I knew that's what they were about. You know, I knew she was about that kind of thing. You know, that's, that's what we say. But here's, here's my challenge for us, man. Because, because if this light is not on a lampstand and people can't see what you are definitely about, all right, if I'm not standing for Christ, I leave room, all right, for the enemy to define my life through people who obviously don't know me. And that's not the kind of life I want to live. I don't know about you. I would imagine it's not the kind of life you want to live either. Let's let everybody else tell everybody else and you who you actually are. Nah, oh, man. That's not the life we're called to live. Because a life that is lit up by Christ is going to challenge other lives to Christ. A life that wholly follows Jesus can't help but show others what Jesus looks like in that life, right? That's a good place for an amen. Amen, amen. right on, me too. Yeah, I know, I'm thinking about this too, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, a life that fully follows Christ can't help but show others what he looks like. You know, I love movies 
about, that, that, that are about Jesus and the history of Christ and the history of the Bible. And I love, especially the ones that are about the history of Christ. I love watching these movies, you know, different movies, The Passion, The Chosen, stuff like that. Just kind of seeing, you know, what, you know, what, you know, getting, giving a little bit helpful visual of what, what it might have been like to be Jesus in that time. Those are really, really cool. Right? But we shouldn't have to rely on, on movies. People shouldn't have to rely on that to see what Jesus is like. They should be able to look just at you, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Praise, the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, man, they should be able to look right at us. You don't even watch a movie. Yeah, it might be helpful, but what would he look like here right now today? Right here, right? That's what I think. Look at verse 34. This is the crazy one. I think it's really cool, though. He says, your eye is the lamp of the body, the internal lamp and the external lamp of the body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it's bad, your whole body is full of darkness. He's basically saying you live out whatever you let in. You know this, all right? We all know this, all right? It's just like a, you know, like a computer. You know, it only puts out what has been put in. And if it ain't put in there, it ain't coming out of there. We're going to live out whatever we let in. If the lie, if the, if the eye, excuse me, if the eye brings light, the whole person is lit up, no matter what the circumstances are. No matter how good, how crazy, how confusing the circumstances are because we're lit up by Christ, not a circumstance. We're inspired by his Holy Spirit, not the things that are taking place around us. All right, why? Because we take in, man, we take in spiritual truth. But check this out, man. You know, if the eye is not good, our judgments are poor. And because of that, darkness starts to result just dark things, man. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I gotta explain that. The result, you know, and, and the light is, is quenched from our life. We are, and what we create and what we allow in and around our lives, the result of what we take in and live out. That's what we are. What we regard as truth. What we regard is truth, which takes that phrase, you better believe it, to a whole different level. Because if you're living this life out, man, I mean, you're taking all this stuff in. The question is, what are you, what are you, what are you casting aside, man, that just doesn't belong? What are you holding on to? Because what you hold on to, you're going to live out. Those words that come out of your mouth, man, those times of anger and confusion, all right? Those things that attach, that, 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 that attract your eyes and your sight and your vision, Lord God. And, and, and I'm going to start praying in the middle of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> the things that you start looking at, man, and that capture your attention, all right, the, you know, all the, all the judgments and all the different you know, assumptions that you place on people around you and, your, and how they're looking at you and how you should be, you know, yeah, all that stuff. It's what you regard as true. So that phrase, you better believe it, takes on a whole new meaning. You better be sure of what you believe to be true is true because you're all ready living it out, man. 
You're already living. This is not like, oh, well, no, this is, you're already doing this. And so challenging these thoughts, right, through the eyes of Christ, I think it's going to be helpful in what and where and why to go next, where you're going to go next, what you're going to do next, and why you're going to do it next. Psalms 101 verse 3 is an amazing psalm to kind of maybe even memorize. The psalmist says this, I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. Anything that just doesn't, it's not, it's just worthless, man. You know, any, I mean, there's a lot of worthless stuff being just flashed in our eyes now. I mean, if you watch any media, if you watch any TV, if you watch any videos, if you have your phone out and you're like doing this wherever you're waiting for your coffee or whatever you're doing, waiting for something, all right? There's a lot of stuff you cannot control that is being flashed before your eyes. And the psalmist says, I will not set anything that is worthless or before my eyes, anything that is worthless because I want my eyes on him. So my eyes, the filter of God's word, the filter of Christ's life is, 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 is my filter for, for, for viewing the world. And he says that I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. In other words, you know what? When I'm watching this stuff, man, of people that just don't give a rip about God and don't give a rip about you, and sometimes you can even say don't even give a rip about humanity, all right, are just shoving this thing in my face. I'm not going to let it cling to me and change my life. Because this is not hard, man. Temptation is always right outside the door. You live out whatever you let in, man, so be careful. Basically like this, man, your life should be a constant picture of the inside lighting up the outside rather than the outside hiding what's on the inside. Think about that. Your life should be a constant picture to the world, man. Put a lamp on the stand and show everybody what Christ looks like. Your life should be a constant picture of the inside just burning, burning for Christ, man, all right? and lighting up the outside instead of allowing the outside all right, to hide what's on the inside. And he says... Therefore, be careful, verse 35, lest, now, lest the light in you be darkness. You know, when, when, we, when we block out the light, like physically block out the light, you know, our eyes adjust to the dark, right? They can adjust to the dark. You're, you're doing this, you ever do this, you turn the lights on, you're like, you're trying to see, I, I, can, almost, I, I can see, I can see, right? But what's crazy is, <laughs> We still see crazy stuff in the dark. It's like our eyes are just making stuff up just to mess with us. You ever drive up here from Phoenix at nighttime? Every bush looks like an animal, all right? Every rock looks like some kind of animal getting ready to pounce. And I have killer lights, right? But the whole time I'm driving, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what I mean? Because your eyes are just not, they're not very trustworthy in the dark. <laughs> Some, sometimes we'll have to ask the question, do we care? Jesus said this and one time in John chapter 3, verse 19 through 21, he says, and this is the judgment, the light has come into the world, but people love darkness rather than the light because the works were evil. 
For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, man, and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Sad to say that I've lived both those lives, loving the darkness because I don't want people to see it. And then, praise the Lord, coming to the light of Christ. But what's crazy is so have you. Right? I'm going to be honest. It's, it's culturally, he said this would happen. Back when the Apostle Paul was writing to a young pastor in a church in Ephesus, in 2 Timothy, through the Holy Spirit, he says this to him in, in, in 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. He says, but understand this, that in the last days, there will, be, there will come times of difficulty, all right? For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, Disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unpeasable, slanderous, without self-control. Tell us what you really think, Lord. All right, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. This is going to happen. And we know it's happening right now. I could ask you, does this sound like anybody you know? Does this sound like anybody you've been? Got to answer that. Because this is the life that is promoted today. And because of that, man, we got a lot of pretty songs about a lot of ugly things. You ever think about that? You ever sing along to a song and then start thinking, no, man, I probably shouldn't be singing this. You know? <laughs> it's like, what the heck? It happens. And I love when that happens, man, because it's a self-examination and he has told us to do this. For 2 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul says this. He says, examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourself, that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless indeed you fail to meet the test. He's saying, check yourself, man, before you wreck yourself. But what's even crazier, if Christ is in you, should he be that hard to see? Should he be that hard to see? If Christ is in you, he should be evident to everyone. Amen? This is the creator of the whole dang universe in me. Oh, you know what I mean? That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and you, praise the Lord, in us, in we. 
Because a life that is lit up by Christ will challenge other lives to Christ. To that end, man, is, is he has filled us, all right, and, do, and expressing himself through us. Look what he says in verse 36. If your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, all right, it will be wholly bright as when a lamp uh, with its rays gives you light. No dark parts. There's no dark parts. Right? He's saying, be careful because the dark part gives the enemy a foothold in your life. Just something to grab a hold on to climb deeper into your life. The enemy will gladly fill any space that you leave between you and Jesus. And, I, and I'm trying to think of like, like recently what to kind of illustrate this with. Um, you know, I, I had a couple of surgeries, new knee, crazy ankle and foot stuff. All right. Because of the knee and all that stuff, both surgeries on both legs. Right? You know, and during that time I stopped exercising. When I stopped exercising, I don't know, do real good with eating. It's just is man. And I started eating everything and I gained some weight and I'm not real happy about that, but I'm back, you know, just kind of get, you know, getting back into my, my normal way of living. All right. And, uh, it was crazy because the other night I'm sitting there on the couch, man, and my, my granddaughter brings me a Hershey's kiss, and I look at it, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to eat that in a little bit, baby, and I just said, you know, I, I knew, I, I'm just like, it doesn't agree with what I'm doing, I don't want any, any part to be able to, and I'm looking, I'm watching TV, she goes back upstairs, I'm watching TV, I'm looking at the Hershey's kiss, I'm like, ah, just one kiss, right, all it takes, right, just one kiss, and you know what's crazy when you think about that, right, <clears throat> is the intention of our heart, all right, to, 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 To lead. If you leave room in your heart for submission to temptation, man, the enemy will gladly fill that space. I'm not saying that Hershey kisses are of the devil, because I ate the heck out of that Hershey kiss, all right? I'm not even kidding, man. I, I saved it, you know, for a time when it's time to have my meal that I can eat the heck out of everything. But anyways, all right? That's why he says, no part dark. Don't give the enemy a foothold. Again, man, this is, we're, re, we're reclaiming claiming some flames some, from phrases, man. They get lit and stay lit, all right? There ain't no high like the most high. I'm just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Because the life that is lit up by Christ will challenge other lives to Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, man. So what are we going to do about all this? All right. Over the past few weeks, I've been giving you little, 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 uh, little, little things to think about. I gave you a couple of weeks ago. I gave you a prayer. All right, through Luke chapter four, verse eighteen, where Jesus says, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me." All right, and He has anointed me. All right, to proclaim good news to the poor, the recovery of sight, or, or the, the, to free, to release the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to free the oppressed. All right. Basically, the Spirit of the Lord is in me and all over me to preach the good news, to be lit up by Christ and show everybody what Jesus looks like and to help people who are in need for the glory of Christ. And then last week, I challenged you, all right, not only to own that prayer, now let, I wanted you to memorize a verse. You guys remember the verse? What is it? Psalms 119.11. I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I challenge you, just for seven days, man, just read that verse and, and, remind, and, and, and memorize it and ask the question, why do I need this verse today? You remember that? It's a good progression of keeping our eyes on him 
And so today, I'm going to give you a really general sentence, but I want to give you a question that a brother gave me this week, man, and I think it's an amazing question. But a very general, live a life that causes questions as to why you're living this life. I want you, you know, what does that look like for you to do that this week? Live a life that causes questions as to why you're living this life, right? Because a life lit up by Christ will, change, will challenge others to live to lives, other lives to Christ. When my brother gave me this question this week, actually gave it as he sat down and just kind of taught some of us in a, in a circle. And, and um, I love this question because it's, it's so portable and it kind of helps me. He says, what am I allowing in my life that is so loud that it keeps people from asking about God in my life? Think about that. If I want to live a life that causes questions as to why we're living this life, I need to be challenged by this question right here. And I really think you should write this question down. I really think that this is a question that you would take with you. And I want to challenge you to take it with you for the next seven days. Again, prayer of being filled with this spirit. All right? All right? Uh, A task of memorizing a verse and asking why you need that today. And then now this, what am I allowing in my life that's so loud that it keeps people from asking about God in my life? It's a great question to take with you, man. What are you gonna do about that? We were in a lot of scripture today. You guys get that question down? I'm going to leave it right there for a minute. It's a big question. Very helpful. So in case you missed any of the scripture, here's a list of the scriptures that we were with. And I would challenge you not just to read those verses, but to read the chapters that they, that they include, that include them. John chapter 8, Psalms 101, John chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 13. But those are the particular verses that we took you guys through. And he even asked the question, as you read those verses, man, what am I allowing in my life that's so loud that it keeps people from asking about God in my life? You've been given a cup, all right? Stay with us right now because we're getting to that in a, in a few seconds here. All right, I want to challenge you right now to keep your eyes on Christ and to stay with us so we can do this together because I believe it blesses our Father's heart when we're together. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord.